Hello and welcome to the Gird Up Podcast. The call to gird up is an ancient way of telling a man to prepare himself for hard work or a battle ahead. Our work is to reclaim masculinity in the modern world and to live out our calling as men of God. Here you will find a community of believers, brothers in Christ, working hard to become the men that God has called us to be. I am your host, Charlie Jungemach. I'm a teacher, a coach, music director, and a man of God, myself working toward the goal of, like David, being a man after God's own heart. We're happy you could join us. Now it's time to roll up our sleeves, to gird up, and become the men that God has created us to be. All right, everybody, thanks for joining us. Welcome back. I was thinking about this um, over the Christmas break, over the holiday. I got to go to my grandparents' house uh, and celebrate my mom and my mom's family, um, their Christmas party. And it was the first time in a couple of years, because my grandma's been sick, that uh, we've actually celebrated Christmas at my grandma and grandpa's house. It's been maybe even longer than that. It's been quite a while, um, as far as my memory goes. We usually celebrate somewhere else so that uh, grandma doesn't have to worry about it. But it was really cool and really fun to go back and uh, be there for Christmas this year. I uh, got to go on Christmas afternoon and spend some time with the family. It was awesome. We watched um, old homemade videos on VHS tapes, uh, some really good stuff, some that even predated me. Um, there's one we watched for a while. It was my uncle and aunt's wedding where my mom was pregnant with me and watching my uh, big sister dancing around like a little, like a little. well, she was a little one. Uh, it's just a lot of fun. A lot of cool memories. Um, got to see some people and some things that you don't get to see every day anymore because either we've moved on or they've died or whatever. It's just kind of fun to be reminiscing and looking back at those things uh, one more time. It was just pretty cool, pretty fun stuff. Um, yeah. But it also made me think about um, how much I loved going on vacation to my grandma and grandpa's house. But we would always stay with my grandma and grandpa Schmidt. And they had, when I was really young, they had a big beautiful yard they had a deer in the yard like these big stone deer we would ride on and stuff like that and they'd always give us great presents and we'd all sleep in the same room because my sisters and I had our own rooms at our house and I just remember every time we would leave there because my grand grandpa Ungamak also lived uh, pretty close we'd see our whole family while we were on vacation at my grand grandpa Schmidt's house they had a pool and everything it was awesome it was a great place uh, to go on vacation as a kid but we would always be leaving and we'd come home and we'd get home, we'd get back to normal life and I would be inconsolable. I would cry and cry and cry no matter what my parents said, no matter what happened, I would be completely inconsolable because uh, I wanted to be back on vacation. I missed my family so much already. Um, man, and I was in college. It was the same thing. Like I always hated leaving college to come home because I was leaving all my friends behind and it was d depressing and it hurt. I hated it. And especially there were a couple times where either for choir or for other reasons, we'd be the only ones left on campus. So it's like a completely empty dormitory. And then like you're still, Oh my goodness. That is the most lonely thing in the world. You're surrounded by rooms and empty beds, empty rooms and empty beds and empty hallways. The hallways that are usually filled with joy and cheer and your brothers is, are now <laughs> just completely empty hallways. And it, I mean, I still miss it. Um, but man, did it hurt when we had to leave those couple of times. Um, well, and then on the way back to school, I would always hate, I would loathe coming back to school because you had that six hour drive back to school where all I was thinking about is how much I was going to miss my family and how things weren't just, ah, everything at home was so nice. And I had to, you know, 
and I go, go back to all your your job and responsibilities in school and everything. Yeah, I've never been good at goodbyes. Obviously, I've never been good at goodbyes. I'm still bad at goodbyes. Actually, I have to like prep and script what I'm going to say at the end of a school year or a season, like as a coach or as a teacher, because I just lose my mind. I can't think clearly. I always end up saying something stupid because I'm so upset um, that the season's over and I have to say goodbye. I'm just not good at goodbyes. I think the reason I'm not good at goodbyes is because it's just so hard to be alone. Like the reality is when I was with these people, I enjoyed their presence so much. I enjoyed camaraderie with them. I had bonded with them. I love them. And now that I'm leaving them, I know that that's going to be something that's missing from my life. And it's always just struck really hard for me. Um, and that's something I've always struggled with, even as a kid. I just knowing that they're going to be missing from my life, that my life isn't going to be quite as good because they're not in it. And uh, obviously we can't just take everybody with us everywhere we go. Um, what my mom used to say is stuff like, well, now you have the memory of them. And she's absolutely right. Um but man, I always took that really hard as a kid. Um, but there's a reason for that. Um, in scripture, God says it isn't good for man to be alone. Uh, and actually, it's in Genesis chapter 2. God says, um, well, he, God has Adam go and he names all the animals. So he goes through and all the animals that God's created walk past Adam. And Adam sees them two by two going past him. And he names them. So you're a tiger. You're a lion. You're a hyena. You're a like apparently the cast to the Lion King. Um, but uh, he would name them all. And then when it was done, Adam looks around and goes, wait, they all have mates and partners. None of them are alone. So why am I alone? And God says it is not good for the man to be alone. And he creates Eve. Uh, what he actually said was, it is not good for the man to be alone. I will make a helper suitable for him. So he doesn't specifically say Eve. And we can look at that a little bit later, too. But um, God doesn't want men to be alone. He doesn't want people to be alone. He doesn't want us to be alone. Okay. Um, but I want to talk about this a little bit, this loneliness idea. Um, and I want to validate it a little bit. And I also want to you know, talk about what we can do about it a little bit. And, and I am not by any means saying, A, if you're lonely, it's your fault. And that, or saying you're not, lo- you're not actually lonely. I'm not saying that at all. Loneliness is a real thing, and there's a lot of people that do feel lonely. So I want to validate that if you are lonely. And I'm not saying that loneliness is your fault by any means. It might sound like that later on in the podcast, but that's not what I'm saying. I just want to equip you and prepare you and give you some tools to use so that you don't have to be lonely. So let's jump into this. Um, First thing I want to say is loneliness is something you're supposed to feel. It's a normal thing. It's a good thing. It's a blessing from God. Uh, And the reason for that is loneliness points to the relationship with God that we've lost. Um, When Adam and Eve were created, we were created in God's image. God created all of humanity in his image, and now we're no longer able to walk with God the way that Adam and Eve did because we are sinful. When Adam and Eve sinned, we inherited that sin, and we are no longer able to walk with God. And because of that, there's something missing in us. There's a hole in us that can only be filled um, when we reach heavenly glory. It also reminds us that no human relationship can fill that hole. Um, you see people do it all the time, chasing drugs and sex and whatever. They, they're trying to fill this hole of loneliness and emptiness inside of them, and there is no earthly relationship that can fill that. You and I know that the only way we can fill that hole of emptiness and loneliness is with our Heavenly Father and with Jesus. And Jesus gives us a gift of relationships with each other. 
Um, but there's no way to fill that void outside of Christ. And finally, it encourages us to pursue communion with God and a real genuine relationship with him because we're not going to stop feeling lonely. We're not going to stop feeling miserable or feeling like there's a hole in our heart until we do have an appropriate relationship with our Heavenly Father. So that loneliness reminds us that there's a hole in our hearts, that we are not right with God the way we ought to be, the way we were created to be. It reminds us that we're never going to find that relationship on earth, and it encourages us to go chase after God and fill that hole in our heart. Second thing I want to say, you're probably not as alone as you might think. Now, like I said, I'm not diminishing loneliness. There are definitely people that are lonely, and I myself have been lonely many times. That's part of the reason I'm writing this podcast. It's something I'm seeing in my own life. But reality is you're probably not quite as alone as you might think you are. Look at your life. A, are you really alone? That's a real question. Are you really alone? Like I, This afternoon, I was sitting in a chair watching Netflix thinking, I'm so lonely. I'm all alone. It's been less than 45 minutes since my roommate, who I love very much and care about very much, he's like a brother to me, he left and he's at some, uh, an event, he gave his parents uh, their Christmas gift, which was tickets to go see um, like a really cool performance. And so he, he's been, I've been literally physically been alone for less than 45 minutes. I have no right to say I'm lonely. I've also spent each of the last 10 days in the presence of people I love, like not a single day have I gone an entire day without seeing somebody that I'm like yeah I really do care about them I love that person I am not like oh my goodness there's so many people around me that I love I have no right to feel alone <coughs> um and second so then to latch onto that too because we have these people in our lives most of the time we don't actually have to be alone or we don't actually have to feel the, the loneliness especially with our phones I'm not saying you should um, go build relationships with people on the internet or texting or whatever. We can, we'll talk about that on another podcast because that's a big deal and I don't like that at all. But like, you can text your mom or call your parents or you know, text your sister and be like, hey, I'm kind of lonely. You want to talk on the phone? You don't have to be alone. I guarantee you have a friend that will Snapchat you back if that's going to make you feel better. Okay. Most of the time when we start feeling loneliness, and we're going to talk about this in a second, it's not actually loneliness. We're just masking it and calling it loneliness. Um, loneliness is an epidemic in America and everybody's lonely. So go out and make a friend. Um, there's been studies done and you'll hear people talking about this. Go listen to the art of manliness podcast. They talk about this all the time. Men are not meant to be lonely. Steve Mansfield talks about this too. in his book, uh, Mansfield's book of manly men. Men aren't created to be alone. We are alone. We live solitary lives. We don't have genuine relationships with each other. And so we feel really lonely. So go make a friend. If nothing else, you have the fact that you're lonely in common. Why do you think corner bars are so full? Because that's where the people are. You go to be with more people. Why do you think music festivals are such a big deal? It's not the music. It's the camaraderie. It's being with people. You can get the music at home. The music is higher quality over your iTunes account than it is when you're watching it on stage. It's communion with other people. It's being able to know that you belong. Okay. Finally, my last point on this. Um, is there something other than genuine loneliness that's talking? Sin likes to disguise itself, and sin likes to mask itself as something else. So a lot of times, if I really examine what's going on in my heart, it's guilt, or it's you know something else, or I made a mistake and I feel bad about it, and I'm thinking about 
what could have been if I hadn't made the mistake. So what could have been different with that girl so that I'd be married with kids by now? <laughs> That's a real one in my life. Just saying. Um, what could have been like, what could I have done differently so that I would have had something to do today? Um, how can I build better relationships with these people so that they'll take time out of their day to, to spend with me? Uh, what project can I work on so that I have a good excuse to meet up with these people? You don't necessarily have to be alone. There's probably something else talking and the devil definitely gets in our ear and talks to us about this stuff and tries to drag us away from those healthy relationships. So make sure that you're actually lonely and it's not something else. Okay. Finally, I got to get moving here. So uh, if you are alone, you can do two things. You can either pout about it or you can do something with your time. I love a book that Devon Franklin wrote. It's called The Weight. Um, and it's a book about celibacy and it's a great read. And I would suggest it to just about anybody. Um, but I, I love this quote that he put in uh, to this book about celibacy. Here we go. Um, there it is. When no action other than preparation will deliver the result you're striving for, being patient and allowing the conditions to change can get the best results. There are times to take aggressive action, yet they will usually be preceded by a strong period of waiting. In other words, what he's saying is, you're not going to be alone forever. And if you want things to change in the future change what you are doing now. If you don't want your future to look like your today or look like your yesterday, then do the things, make the changes, do the work that is going to free you from your past and is going to propel you forward into the future you're looking for. So if you're a young man who's looking for a young lady and you're wondering why you're still single and still alone, I feel your pain, bro. Why you're still single and still alone? Well, Instead of sitting there moping about it and looking at, and looking at uh, random girls on your uh, your device, your phone, uh, dating apps, there we go. Instead of perusing dating apps and emailing every stinking girl on the face of the planet, maybe you should spend some time working on yourself. Make yourself desirable to those girls. Okay, Maybe it means get to the gym. Maybe, maybe it means read a book. Maybe it means get in touch with your Heavenly Father so that the girl that you're looking for is actually attracted to you. That's a thought, huh? Use your time well. Um, another thing, too, man, go clean your room. Um, I, I, you'll hear people talk about this and they'll say, like, master your inheritance or tame your jungle. <laughs> your room might be a jungle. Your apartment might be a jungle. Go clean it up. It's going to make your quality of life so much better and you're going to feel better because you've accomplished something. I think that loneliness is going to start to disappear. And then you don't feel so bad about saying, hey, dude, you want to come over and have a beer? Because your apartment's clean. This is going to help you on every single level. Go clean your stinking room. Uh, or finally, you can pick up a, hab a ha hobby or a healthy habit uh, that's going to propel you in the right direction too. Maybe you like trains. So go buy a train set and spend some time working on your train set. And you're going to meet a guy at the train store who also likes trains. And now you've got something to talk about and you've got yourself a friend. You're no longer lonely. Lonely. Maybe you want to get in better shape or you want to learn how to golf. Go to the gym. Go to the golf pro shop. And you're going to meet people that love to do what you love to do. There's no reason for you to be alone. Okay? And if you are alone, if you're finding yourself alone, or even if you're intentionally spending time alone, uh, that's important too for another podcast. But maybe you are intentionally spending time alone. Do something with that time. Be productive. Don't feel sorry for yourself. If you really do want more people around you, and you don't want to be alone anymore, then go make some friends. And if you 
are alone and either you can't go make friends or you want to spend more time alone, I encourage you to make good use of that time that you have. Have a good one. Thanks for listening to the Gird Up Podcast. You can find more episodes just like this one on iTunes or SoundCloud under the name The Gird Up Podcast. You can follow me, Charlie Ungamak, at on Instagram at Coach Ungamak, on Facebook as Charlie Ungamak, or you can email me on the good old email at coachungamak at gmail.com. Please make sure you leave a review for this podcast. Make sure we get good ratings. And it's time now to go be the man that God has created you to be. God bless.